What's up, guys? Locked On Irish Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Greg Schaefer, your lead host here. Even though it just sounds like I got done blazing a freaking carton of Virginia Slims, I thought I'd beaten whatever it was, but now it's come back in the case of a sinus infection or something that's happening here. I'd rather have that than the flu. That's what I thought I was getting. But, hey, nevertheless, we are here. Your daily, number one daily Irish podcast. Make sure you're listening to us out there. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the right places for your favorite Notre Dame podcast. Follow us out there on Twitter. Still trying to figure out that Twitter machine. Impossible, right? Have no idea how to get that thing rocking and rolling. But give us a follow. Tell your friends. Share the page. Facebook as well. I'm going to do a little different show today. A few topics rolling around out there that I feel like I just really want to talk about. we're gonna, first off, we'll start with the ladies, Lady Irish. Unfortunately, fell again. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, also going to get into new transfer rule. Kind of wanted to touch on that because I've been touting it and touting it for years, pounding my chest about it. This transfer rule makes too much sense. ACC and Big Ten's already got behind it. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, We'll delve into some NFL later on as well. A new playoff format apparently has been agreed on by the CBA. And as the the league, everybody's agreeing, I guess. Um, So we'll talk about that, and we'll do our top 25 whip around in uh, college basketball, that is. So let's start with our ladies. Uh, Another tough one. Another tough one. I feel like this is like a recurring theme on our show with just how tough the basketball season's been on both sides. Um, a little tougher for the ladies. You know, we talked about the other day how they're struggling uh, pretty mightily after some transfers, some injuries, inexperience. Uh, it's a bad basketball team right now. They're young. They, you know, they they just lost so much that it's really hard for them to compete right now. And they look rough. You know, unfortunately, I don't know if this changes anytime soon I think next year you know changes dramatically I I think next year you're going to be above 500 I don't see any problem with that this year is just such an anomaly Um, but it's rough you know tonight 68 62 at home against Virginia Tech who's who's fine you know they're 20 and 6 but you know we used to be the gold standard this you know we blow teams out like you know by the third quarter we're taking our starters out against teams like that um, you know, Sam Brunell led the team 20 points, hit six threes, so a nice night for her. Uh, only had one two-pointer. Um, needs to play better inside. Uh, Michaela Vaughn, ugh, one of six, only three points. I mean, the team is just trying to find some semblance of an identity right now. Just some semblance of an identity. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen before the year's over. Uh, you know, they show flashes from time to time, but it's just not sustained success. It's just not uh, not sustained success in order to be successful at the highest level. I mean, even U- UConn's having an off year, and they just waxed us this year. Um, you know, and I really do hope they can turn it around. You know, obviously I'm a huge fan of women's basketball and a huge fan of Notre Dame women's basketball in particular. So really, yeah, just about dumped a Gatorade right there, you know. I'm very self-aware on this show. I, I'll call myself out when I mess up. But, yeah, that was almost the end of Locked On, East of the Bend. Every podcast that could ever be recorded in this studio just about ended right there. All right, there we go. I think I sound a little better now. Had to lube up the pipes a little bit. 
So if this, if Mucinex would like to come along and sponsor this one, that would be fantastic. So real quick, I was thinking about, you know, topics for the show and, you know, I, I wanted to open with the women's team, show them a little love. I want to really start getting into them a little bit more. Um, even though it is a down year, they deserve just as much credit and work their asses off just as much as anybody else. But, and I talked about the other day about how East of the Bend, my, you know, original team that, you know, that's how we were discovered was through East of the Bend and how we became the voices of Locked On Irish. And, um, you know, we do a lot for women's sports, in particular women's basketball. And I had a conversation with somebody one day, and they said, you know, it's just too hard. It's just too hard. The financial backing's not there. And what can we do? You know, you are you have your own sports media production team. You at least can do something. Uh, but what, what can we do? You know, it, it's it's almost impossible to try to help grow the game. I, can, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Here's what you can do. If you see something you like on Twitter or Facebook, like it, retweet it, share it, little gestures like that. If you see your team playing on TV, leave it on the channel for a while. Like, take take a chance on something new. That's what it's going to take. Because I firmly believe that the, with the way women's basketball is growing, especially in college, you get alumni backing, teams are always supportive of their schools. The way they sold out Nationwide Arena here in Columbus the way they sell out the Final Four in general, there's literally no reason that we cannot get the women's Final Four into Lucas Oil or NRG or any of these other big stadiums in the next 10 years. It absolutely can happen. Just the other day, I had a radio spot the other day here locally. Uh, and as I was getting ready, there was Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Sunday afternoon, ESPN 1, not the Ocho, in Central Ohio. All right, I'm going to repeat that again. Mississippi State, Texas A&M, ESPN 1, in Central Ohio. That's growth. That's huge. They need to keep that momentum going forward. We've got to figure the WNBA situation out. It has to happen. I just think basketball, you know, basketball you can identify with your stars. I have my first basketball team I'm covering right now. It's a girls basketball team. They're fun as hell to cover. Love this team. They're just great personalities. They have all, I mean, they're perfect. I wouldn't change a thing about them. A few wins here or there, uh, a few losses that I would change to wins, but they're very good too. It's one of the things that may, attracted me to want to cover them. But I will say that it's possible to get the WNBA right, and I'll tell you why. Covering this team, it, I've been with one of my high school football teams for, this is going on third year, we just re-signed with them. I I. You know, I know most of the guys, but it's tough. You know, the uniform, I need, sometimes I need a jersey number. There's 60 dudes on this team. It's taken me four games to know each one of these players, kind of get to know their personality. You know, are they quiet? Are they intense? How do they like to warm up? How, you know, they just lost a big game recently, and I could pick out in warm-ups they were a little too tight for them. And I've only covered this team four times. Okay. Do I know sports? Well, yeah, obviously, but well, I, I think I do, but that's the thing. Let me circle back here. The women's game, college basketball, you five people on a court, their face isn't covered with a face mask. WNBA, same way. You can grow basketball. Basketball is easy. I I, I think it's just going to take the right backing, the right, amount of interest. Again, 
you as one individual, maybe you don't have a sports media production team, maybe you're nobody, you're not a local celebrity, you're not a newscaster, you're not even in in the business in any way, shape, or form. If you see something on so- social media has given us such a platform to tell the world what we like, to tell investors, to tell uh, uh, networks what we like. So if you see a sweet highlight from the Indiana Fever, for, per se, or if you're uh, a Notre Dame uh, women's basketball team, like it, reshare it, retweet it. That stuff all matters. Go out there, find your your favorite women's team in whatever it is. If you want to grow the women's sports, you want to grow the game of women's basketball, grow any sort of sport or any small niche anything that needs the backing, go like their page. If you haven't already, if you're a Notre Dame fan and you follow women's basketball in the least, go to <coughs> at NDWBB on Twitter and follow the page. All that stuff is gestures that can help build the game. You reshare things. You retweet things. You throw things on your own social media. That shows interest, and that's the build and the platform that we need to be able to take things to the next level. Where where the game's gone so far should be applauded. Again, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Central Ohio, ESPN1. Huge, huge for growth. It just needs a little more of a boost, and you can definitely make a difference. You can absolutely make a difference. It's a, it's a sport without a face mask. It's a sport where there's very few players, and you can identify with these players. All right, guys, back at it again. Locked On Irish Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Greg Schaefer still, even though I, I sound like I'm just cashing a bunch of camels over here. <clears throat> we're going to... We're going to power through this thing. Um, I wanted to get into this transfer rule, this new transfer rule. That first off, I want to say you're welcome because I've been pounding my chest about this rule for, since 2017. I said the rule was far too easy. There's two rants I have in the NCAA, and I think I've even mentioned both of them on this show. So the ACC and the Big Ten has got behind a one-time transfer waiver. where You don't have to sit out. You can transfer for any reason. The only sports that don't have that already are the five revenue sports. You know, you think basketball, um, men and women, you have football, and then I believe baseball and softball, I think, are the are the five where there's, like, stipulations on this. Um, Yeah, East of the Bend has been here. Me and my team, we've been here. We've been pounding our chest about it. But long before Locked on Irish existed, long before people talked about this, this was our idea. I'm not even joking. I'm kind of pissed off. I want the royalties on this thing. We said it was too easy. Go back and listen to any of my original shows. 2017, 2018, we talked about it all the time. It makes too much sense. We said we, they were they were too stupid to take something so simple. You know, I know some people are going to hate it, but... It, it just makes sense. It just makes too much sense that a guy can get one a one-time voucher, no matter what it is. Parents are sick, hates the school, coach quits, coach retires. A, a black cat went by him in the parking lot. He doesn't like cats, so he wants to transfer. I don't care. He gets one time. And then after that, black and white, you have to sit out. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I've been all about it. And while we're at it, let's go one step further. Five years for five years. Just let them play five years. No more red shirts. Stop. 
you've just made everything get so convoluted with who you approve for a grad transfer, who you approve Justin Fields can play. The kid from you know, the East Carolina transfer in Virginia Tech, he was six miles away. He was six miles over the limit of where he could play at. No, this is so stupid. Just let him transfer one time. After that, you have to sit out a year. And then five years. And you're too screwy with the red shirt things, too. It's it's goofy. You don't need all that. You don't have... It's too simple. Too simple. You ta- you're making work harder on yourself. I'm a manager where I work. My real job. And the other day, there was a little spat over, like, a wheelchair. Uh, which color to use. And it was like, okay, that's dumb in and of itself. But whatever. And... One nurse got mad at the other one because they'd already cleaned it up and had it ready for somebody, and the other one took it outside, and then it was a thing. Who cares? Let it go. It's just a wheelchair. Like, this person wanted to go out out of their way, put it in the rack, go get another one, and use it. Then so what? It's a wheelchair at the end of the day. If they want to make more work for themselves, have at it. Well, just like this situation, the NCAA wants to make more work for themselves. Stop. I mean, you can have at it, but why? Why? Work smarter, not harder. Five years. Five five years for five years. Make it simple on yourself. This is stupid. But uh, hopefully the NCAA takes notice as they say they have, and hopefully this thing gets off the ground very soon with this transfer. I know the five years for five years isn't a thing yet. Maybe it's something they'll look into. Clearly they're listening to my show, right? Clearly they're listening to us. So... Let's make this happen. We're already taking it one step with the potential for a transfer. uh, Transfer one time for anybody. So I really hope they jump behind this. I really do. I hope this becomes a thing very, very soon. And it's not just lip service that they're looking into it. And while we're on the subject of things that are far too simple, I don't know if I've talked about this one. You know the NCAA video game that will sell out immediately upon release. Sometimes I almost wonder if they're keeping it away so that when they do bring it back, it's like the first like $2 trillion game sales because everybody's going to buy that thing. I mean, I'll buy a game system tomorrow if that thing gets dropped. Um, and I don't really play video games at all. But the other thing that's uh, real simple, basically is instead of using players' likenesses, just use classic players that have already graduated. Like at Notre Dame, you could have like Joe Montana, Brady Quinn, and Jimmy Clausen as your quarterbacks. Awesome. Carlson, Fasano, and I don't know, Eifert are your tight ends. Darius Walker, Ryan Grant, Julius Jones are your running backs. Like, why not make that game? That game would sell. Absolutely would sell. And then you just put like online updates on there. You can pay the players. It has nothing to do with the players that are currently there. <coughs> I see no issue. Uh, in the in the NFL, let's touch on this a little bit. Actually, no. Let's let's pay the bills, ship it out to our sponsors, and we'll talk about the NFL and what they got going on with the new CBA right after this. So the NFL, what are they up to? Oh, I'm just going to touch on this subject. I know it's not Notre Dame related, but it's in the news. Let's talk about it. Uh, CBA and the NFL are talking about expanding the playoffs. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Hit us up at Lockdown Irish on the Twitter. Seven teams per side. I initially hate it. I think the NFL playoffs are great. I think there's just enough teams in there. It's always competitive. We've seen six seeds win. You know, the divisional weekend's always great. Wild card weekend's always great. 
But then I got to thinking about it, and then I heard how they were going to do it, and I kind of like it, man. Seven teams. Number one seed gets a bye. Three games the first, or six games the first weekend. Three Saturday, three Sunday. Sign me up. Um, they want to go to a 17-game season, seven teams in the playoffs on each side, so a total of 14, and they want to go to a three-game preseason. I'm down for that. Uh, I don't like the 17-game regular season, though. I will say that. I don't think it's necessary. <clears throat> More football is great, but I don't know. I mean, you're you're kind of sending a mixed message here. You're basically adding a game to the playoffs. You are adding a game to the regular season. Yes, you're decreasing preseason, but a lot of guys don't play in that fourth one anyway. You say you're all about injuries and protecting these guys, but then you add another full-scale game, potentially a second full-scale game to these guys' careers. I don't know. I don't like the 17th game. I wish they would stay at 16 and have the uh, 17. I'm fine with 14 teams. Um, I'm fine if the rule stays, honestly. It's one of the few times I'm like kind of I'm I'm kind of Switzerland on the issue. You could keep keep it the same or expand it. I know the first weekend, that wild card weekend, noon, three thirty, eight o'clock. Let's make that happen. Both days, sign me up. I will get a pressure ulcer on my couch in a minute. All right, guys, let's take a look at the top twenty-five right now and where we stand. Still, nothing changed with the bubble talk. Um, we got to keep winning bottom line I mean we got Miami coming in on Sunday six o'clock tip or we go to Miami um yeah we just got to keep winning and and I think things will take care of itself but right now we are a part of no bubble talk uh I got Joe Lenardi's bracket up here his last four in are USC Georgetown which I think will change after that Georgetown loss last night he has not updated yet um, since yesterday, Utah State, East Tennessee State, that's kind of gross that we're sitting behind them, and we're really not even mentioned right now in bubble talk, we're going to have to look consistently good the next couple games against just some really terrible opponents, uh, the one seeds right now would be Kansas, Gonzaga, San Diego State, Baylor, you know me, I'm not buying San Diego State, uh, Duke looks vulnerable all of a sudden, uh, got blown out last night by NC State. Who's seen that coming? Just when I was jumping on board and they had, what, a seven-game win streak going? <clears throat> and then they dropped a game by 22 at NC State. I still think they're dangerous. Uh, Baylor does look like the best team in the country right now. Uh, Azubuke playing well for Kansas. They look scary. Dayton. Little old Dayton just down the road. They look good. Penn State's looking solid. Florida State still looks good at number eight. Now, I do believe Penn State got knocked off the other day. Let's take a look here. I swear I seen that. Yeah, they got beat by Illinois, but Illinois looks good. Oh, man, I tell you, it's going to be tough to crack it. It's going to be tough to crack it. Uh, it looks like the Big East is going to end up getting six teams in, according to Lenardi right now. Even Xavier is uh, looked at as getting in. Uh, Ohio State jumped back into the top 25, but I do believe tonight they took a loss to Iowa. They did. So, you know, Ohio State had that long run looking good. Dominated Villanova. Had a terrible stretch mid-year. 
and then come out tonight. They jump back in the top 25 after a nice win over Rutgers last week and then drop a game by nine to Iowa. So, I mean, everybody's just so up and down right now. So up and down. Right now your top ten looks like Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas, San Diego State, Dayton, Duke, Maryland. Maryland looks scary as well. Maryland and Florida State list looks so athletic. So athletic. Seven, eight, nine, ten is Maryland, Florida State, Penn State, Kentucky. Uh, 11 through 20, Louisville, Villanova, Auburn, Oregon, Creighton, Seton Hall, West Virginia, Colorado looks really good. The one-man wrecking crew known as Marquette and the fighting Marcus Howards at 19, Iowa at 20, Butler with a tough, tough loss to Seton Hall last night. You know, Seton Hall is so hot, cold. So hot, cold. 19-7 and seven right now, but just, man, when they're on, they're on, but when they are off, I mean... Pick a team to beat them. I mean, when they're off, they're off. Uh, rounding out the top 25 is Butler, Houston, BYU, Arizona. BYU has a a tilt and a half this weekend with Gonzaga. I will be interested to see that. I think that's one of Gonzaga's downfalls all these years, playing in that conference. And, you know, they roll through it with the occasional St. Mary's challenge. And then when it comes tournament time, they just can't finish the gig. Just can't finish the deal. And I do. I think that I think it truly, truly hurts them. So it's good for them to have a couple challenges. You know, San Francisco's a nice team this year. They play later on tonight. And then they have BYU twice. They get St. Mary's twice. Maybe see both of them again in the tournament, the WCC tournament. So maybe that is the challenges that they need to potentially push those Gonzaga Bulldogs and uh, Mark Few over the hump. So that's the show today, guys. A very germ-ridden show as I fight off whatever this sinus infection is. So if I haven't lost my voice, we will have a show tomorrow. We'll talk a little Will Shipley. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, football news. Of course, we can't let football get out, out of just the limelight here. What do we got on the docket tomorrow? Uh, a couple O-line injuries. Uh, Brian Driscoll talked about how the O-line is going to be a little dinged. Guys are going to be limited reps in the spring and how some other young guys are going to get a chance to step up. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the number one running back in the 2021 class and his status of potentially coming to Notre Dame. So till next time, follow us at Locked On Irish Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the right places for re-listens of the show. Till next time, go Irish. <laughs>